0: What do you guys think um is this um is this too long intro it is i don't know guys come on go comment come on guys go go comment on my podcast come on come on just yeah it's not that hard but you, yeah but you guys did you just absolutely obliterated it i say one episode Hey guys, can, we, can you guys download a bit so we can get to 1.5k? Now we're past 1.5k. Let's go. You guys are just saying, let's go. Chapter 4. Unbreath breaks the rules. Kyron had insisted we talk about it in the morning, which was kind of like, Hey, your life's in mortal danger. Sleep tight. It was hard to fall asleep, but when I finally did, I dreamed of a prison. I saw a boy in a Greek tunic and sandals crouching alone in a massive stone room. The ceiling was open to the night sky, but the walls were seven meters high and polished marble completely smooth. Scattered around the room were wooden crates. Some were cracked and tipped over as if they had been flung in there. Bronze tools spilled out of one, a compass, a saw, and a bunch of other things he didn't recognize. The boy huddled in the corner, shivering from cold, or maybe fear. He was spattered with m- in mud. His legs, arms, and face were scrap- scraped up as if he'd been dragged here along with the boxes. Then the double oak doors moaned open. Two guards in bronze armor marched in, hauling a man between them. They flung him into the room in a battered keep. Father! The boy ran to him. The man's robes were in tatters, his hair was streaky with gray, and his beard was long and curly. His nose had been broken, his lips were bloody. The boy took the man's old head in his arms. What do you? they do to you? He yelled at the guards. I'll kill you! There will be no killing today, a voice said. The guards moved aside. Behind them stood a tall man in white robes. He wore a thin circlet of gold on his head. His beard was pointed like a spear blade, his eyes glitter- glittering cruelly. You helped the Athenian-, Athenian kill my minotaur, Daedalus. You turned my own daughters against me. You did that yourself, your majesty, the old man croaked. The guard planted a kick in the old man's ribs. He groaned in agony. The boy, the young boy cried, Stop it! You love your maze so much, the king said. I've decided to let you stay here. This will be your workshop. Make me new wonders. Amuse me. Every maze needs a monster. You shall be mine. I don't fear you, the old man groaned. The king smiled coldly. He locked his eyes on the boy. But a man cares about his son, eh? Displease me, old man, and the next Time my guards inflict the punishment, it will be on him. the guard the king swept out of the room with his guards, and the door slammed shut, leaving the boy and his father alone in the darkness. What will we do? The boy moaned, father, father, they will kill you. The old man swallowed with difficulty. He tried to spell, but it was a gruesome sight with his bloody sm- with his bloody mouth. Take heart, my son. he gazed up at the sc- stars i I will find a way. A bar lowered across the door with a fatal BOOM, and I woke in a cold sweat. I was still feeling shaky the next morning when Kyron called a war council. We met in the sword arena, which I thought was pretty strange, trying to discuss the fate of the camp while Mrs. O'Leary chewed on a life sized squeaky pink rubber yak. Kyron and Quintus stood at the front by the weapon racks. Annabeth and Clarice sat next to each other on the l- and led the briefing. Tyson and Grover sat as far away from each other as possible. Also present around the table. Juniper, a tree nymph, the tree nymph, Selena Bordegard, Travis and Connor Stoll, Beckendorf, Lee Fletcher, even Argus, 100 I, our 100-eyed our security chief. That's how I knew it was serious. Arger Har- Argus hardly ever shows up unless something really major is going on. The whole time Annabeth spoke, he kept his 100 blue eyes strained on her so hard, his whole body turned to bloodshot. Luke must have known about the labyrinth entrance, Anabeth said. He knew everything about camp. I thought I heard a little pride in her voice, like she still respected the guy, as evil as he was. Juniper cleared her throat. That's what I was trying to tell you last night. The cave entrance has been there as long a long time. Luke used to use it. Selina Bordegard frowned. You knew about the labyrinth entrance and you didn't say anything? Juniper's face turned green. I didn't know it was important. Just a cave. I don't like yucky old caves. She has good taste, Grover said. I would have I wouldn't have paid any attention except well it was Luke. She blushed a little greener. Grover huffed. Forget what I said about taste. Interesting. Quintus polished his sword as he spoke. As you believe this young man and you believe this young man Luke would dare use a labyrinth as an invasion route? Definitely, Clary said. If he could get an army of monsters inside. Camp Half-Blood just pop up in the middle of the woods without having to worry about our magical boundaries, he, we wouldn't stand a chance. He could wipe us out easily. He must have been planning this for months. He's been sending scouts into the maze, Annabeth said. We know that because we found one. Chris Rodriguez, Chiron said. He gave Quintus a meaningful look. Ah, Quintus said. The one in the- Yes, I understand. The one in the what? I asked. Clarice glared at me. The point is, Luke had been looking for a way to navigate the maze. He searched for Daedalus' workshop. I remembered my dream the night before, the bloody man in tattered robes. The guy who created the maze. Yes, Anabeth said, the greatest architect, the greatest inventor of all time. If the legends are true, his workshop lies in the center of the labyrinth. He's the only one who knew how to navigate the maze perfectly. If Luke managed to find the workshop and convince Daedalus to help him, Luke would have... Wouldn't have to fumble around searching for paths or risk losing his army in the maze traps he could navigate anywhere he wanted quickly and safely, first to camp Afla, first to Camp Afla to wipe us out, then to Olympus. The arena was silent except for Mrs. O'Leary's toy yawk getting diswimbled. Squeak, squeak, finally, Beckendorf put his huge hands on the table. back up a sec, Annabeth you said, convince Daedalus. isn't Daedalus dead? Quintus grunted. I would hope so. He lived, what, 3,000 years ago? And even if he were alive, don't the old stories say he fled from the labyrinth? Chiron clopped res- restlessly on his hooves. That's the problem, my dear Quintus. No one knows. There are rumors. Well, there are many disturbing rumors about Daedalus, but one is that he disappeared back into the labyrinth towards the end of his life. He might still be down there. I thought about the old man I'd seen in my dreams. He looked so frail, it was hard to believe he'd last another week, much less 3,000 years. We need to go in, Annabeth announced. We have to, we have to convince the workshop. We have to find the workshop before Luke does. If Deadless is alive, we convince him to help us, not Luke. If a rack needs string still exists, make sure it never falls into Luke's hands. Wait a second, I said. If you're worried about an attack, why not just not blow up? Why not just blow up the entrance, seal the tunnel? Great idea, Grover said. I'll get dynamite. It's not that easy, stupid, Curry growled. We tried that at the entrance we found a pho- phoenix. Didn't go too well. Ambeth nodded. The labyrinth is a magic architecture, Percy. It would take huge power to see- seal even one of its entrances. In Phoenix, Clarice demolished a whole building with a wrecking ball, and the maze entrance just shifted a few meters. The best we can do is prevent Luke from learning to navigate the labyrinth. We could fight, Lee Fletcher said. We know where the entrance is now. We can set up the fence line and wait for them. If any army tries to come through, they find us waiting with our bows. We will certainly set up defenses. Cairn agreed, but I fear Clarice is right. The magic, bu- the magic borders have kept this safe camp, this camp safe for hundreds of years. If Luke managed to get a large army of the monster in- into the center of the camp by passing our boundaries, we may not have the strength to defeat them. Nobody looked very happy about that news. Cairn usually t- tried to be to be upbeat and optimistic. If he was predicting we couldn't hold off an attack, that wasn't good. We have to get it to, we have to get to Daedalus's workshop, Annabeth insisted. Find Arachne's string and prevent Luke from using it. But if nobody can navigate in there, I said, what chance do we have? I've been studying architecture for years, she said. I know Daedalus's labyrinth better than anybody. Well from reading it. From reading about it? Well yeah. That's not enough. It has to be. It isn't. Are you going to help me or not? Are real- you? I realized everybody was watching Annabeth and me like a tennis match. Mrs. O'Leary's Squeakyak went eek, and she she ripped it off its pink rubber bed. Karen cleared his throat. First things first. We need a quest. Some someone must enter the labyrinth, find the workshop of Daedalus, and prevent Luke from using the na- maze to invade this camp. We all know who should lead this, Clarice said, Annabeth. There was a murmur of agreement. I knew Annabeth had been waiting for her own quest since she was a little kid, but she looked uncontrollable. You've done as much as I have, Clarice, she said. You should go too. Clarice shook her head. I'm not going back in there. Trevor, Travis stole laughed. Don't tell me you're scared, Clarice. Chicken. Clarice got to her feet. I thought she was going to pulverize Travis, but she said in a shaky voice, You don't understand anything, punk. I'm never going back in there. Never! She stormed out of the arena. Travis looked around sheepishly. I didn't mean to- Kyron raised his hand. This poor girl has has suffered a difficult year. Now, do we have an agreement that Anbeth should leave the quest? We all nodded except Quintus. He folded his arms and stared at the table, but I wasn't sure anyone else noticed. Very well, Kyron turned to Anbeth. My dear, it's your time to visit the Oracle. Assuming return to us in one piece, we shall discuss what you do next. Waiting for Annabeth was harder than visiting the Oracle myself. I heard it speak. I'd heard it speak prophecies twice before. The first time, I'd been in the in the dusty attic of the big house where the spirit of Daffy slept inside the body of a mummified hippie lady. The second time, the Oracle had come out for a little stole, stroll in the woods. I still had nightmares about that. I'd never felt threatened by the Oracle's presence, but I'd heard stories. Campers had gotten insane. Or who'd seen visions so real they died of fear? I pissed the arena, waiting. waiting. Mrs. O'Leary ate, l- ate her lunch, which consisted of 50 kilograms of ground beef and several dog biscuits the, side of, the size of trash can lids. I wondered where Quintus got dog biscuits that size. I didn't think you could just walk into Pet Zone and put those on your shopping cart. Kyan kind was of deep in conversation with Quintus and Argus. It looked like. To me, like they were disagreeing about something, Quintus kept shaking his head. On the other side of the arena, Tyson and the Stall brothers were racing miniature bronze chariots that Tyson had made of armor scraps. I gave up on pacing and left the arena. I started. I stared across the fields at the big house attic window, dark and motionless. What was taking Annabeth so long? I was pretty sure it hadn't taken me this long to get my quest. Percy, a girl whispered. Juniper was standing in the bushes. It was weird how she almost turned invisible when she was surrounded by plants. She gestured me over urgently. You need to know, Luke wasn't the only one I saw around that cave. What do you mean? She gasped back at the arena. I was trying to say something, but he was right there. Who? The Swordmaster, she said. He was poking around the rocks. My s- stomach clenched. Quintus? When? I don't know. I don't pay pen- attention to time. Maybe a week ago, when he first showed up. What was he doing? Did he go in? I- I'm i not sure. He's creepy, Percy. I didn't even see him come into the glade. Suddenly, he was just there. You have to tell Grover it's too dangerous. Juniper? Grover called from inside the arena. Where'd you go? Juniper sighed. I'd better go. Just remember what I said. Don't trust that man. She ran into the arena. I stared at the big house, feeling more uneasy than ever. If Quintus was up to something, I needed Annabeth's advice. She might know what to make of Juniper's news. But where the heck was she? Whatever... Whatever was happening with the oracle, it couldn't be taking long. Finally, I couldn't stand it anymore. It was against the rules, but then, again, nobody was watching. I ran down the hill and headed towards the fields. The front parlor of the big house was strangely quiet. It was... I was used to seeing Dionysus by the fireplace playing cards and eating grapes and, griping, and gripping at cedars, but Mr. D was still away. I walked down the hallway, floorboards creaking under my feet. When I got to the base, base of the stairs, I hesitated. Four floors above me would be a little trapdoor leading into the attic. Beth would be up there somewhere. I stood quietly and listened, but what I heard wasn't what I expected. Sobbing. It was coming from below me. I crept around the back of the stairs. The basement was do- the basement door was open. I didn't even know the b- the big house had a basement. I peered inside and saw two figures in the far corridor sitting, an- sitting amid a bunch of stockpiled cases of ambrosia and strawberry preserves. One was Caris. The other was a teenage Hispanic guy in tattered camouflage combat, combats and dirty black t-shirt. His hair was greasy and matted. He hung. He was hugging his shoulders and sobbing. It was Chris Rodriguez, the half-blood who'd gone to work for Luke. It's okay, Clarice was telling him. Try a little more nectar. You're an illusion, Mary! Chris backed further into the corner. Get away! My name's not Mary, Clarice's voice was gentle but really sad. I never knew Clarice could sound that way. My name's Clarice, remember? Please. It's dark! Chris yelled. So dark! Come outside, Chris uh, coaxed. The sunlight will help you. Uh, a thousand skulls! The earth keeps healing him. Chris? Chris pleaded. It sounded like she was close to tears. You have to get better, please. Mr. D will be back soon. He's an expert in madness. Just hang on. Chris's eyes were like a cornered rats. Wild and desperate. There's no way out, Mary. No way out. Then he got a glimpse of me and made a a strangled, terrified sound. The son of Poseidon! He's horrible! I backed away, hoping Clarice hadn't seen me. I listened for her to come charging out and yell at me. But instead of... She just kept talking to Chris in a sad, pleading voice, trying to get him to drink the nectar. Maybe she thought it was part of Chris's hallucination. But... Son of Poseidon? Chris had been looking at me. And yet, why did I have the feeling he'd been talking- I get the feeling he hadn't been talking about me at all? And Clarissa's tenderness? It had never occurred to me that she might like someone, but the way she said Chris's name? She'd known him before he changed sides. She'd known him a lot better than I realized. And now he was shivering in a dark basement, afraid to come out and numbing about someone named Mary. No wonder Clarice didn't want anything to do with labyrinth. What had happened to Chris in there? I heard a creak from above, like a trapdoor was opening, and ran for the front door. I needed to get out of that house. My dear, Karen said, you made it. Annabeth walked into the, into the arena. She sat on a stone bench and stared at the floor. Well? Quintus asked. Annabeth looked at me first. I couldn't tell if she was trying to warn me, or if the look in her eyes was just plain fear. Then she focused on Quintus. I got the prophecy I will, I will lead the quest to find Daedalus' workshop. Nobody cheered. I mean, we all liked Annabeth and wanted her to have a quest, but this one seemed immense, insanely dangerous. After what I'd seen of Chris Rodriguez, I didn't want to think about Annabeth descending into that weird maze again. Karen sc- scraped a hoof of th- on the dirt floor. What do the prophecies say exactly, my dear? The wording is important. Annabeth took a deep breath. I, um, well, it said, you should delve into the darkness of the endless maze. We waited. The dead, the traitor, and the lost one raise. Grover peaked. Grover peaked. Perked. The lost one! That must mean Pan! That's great! With the dead and the traitor, I added. That's not so great. And? Chiron asked. What's the rest? You shall rise or fall by the ghost king's hand. Anbeth said. The child of Athena's final stand. Everyone looked around uncomfortably. Anabeth's was daughter of Athena, and final stand didn't sound good. Hey, we shouldn't jump to conclusions, Selena said. Annabeth isn't the only child of Athena, right? But who's this ghost king? Beckendorf asked. No one answered. I thought about the Iris message I had seen of Nico summoning spirits. I had a bad feeling about the prophecy, and it was connected to that. Are there more lines? Karen asked. The prophecy does not sound complete. Annabeth hesitated. I don't remember exactly. Karen raised an eyebrow. Annabeth was known for her memory. She'd f- never forgotten anything she'd heard. Annabeth shifted on her bench. Something about destroy with a hero's final breath. And? Karen asked. She looked, she stood. Look, the point is, I have to go in. I'll find the workshop and stop Luke. And I need help. She turned to me. Will you come? I didn't even hesitate. I'm in. She smiled for the first time in days. And that made it worth all royal. Grover, you too? The wild god is waiting. Grover seemed to forget how much he hated the underground. The line about the lost one had completely energized him. I'll pack an extra zy- I'll pack extra recyclables for snacks. And Tyson, Anbeth said. I'll need you too. Yay! Blow things up time. Tyson clapped so hard he woke up Mrs. O'Leary, whose was do- is dozing in the corner. Wait, Annabeth. Wait, Annabeth, Kyron said. This goes against the ancient laws. The hero is only allowed two companions. I need them all, she insisted. Kyron, it's important. I didn't know why she was so certain, but I was happy she included Tyson. I couldn't imagine leaving him behind. He was huge and strong and great at figuring out mechanical things. Unlike satyrs, Cyclops had no problem underground. Annabeth? Karen kind of flicked his tail nervously. Consider well. You will be breaking the ancient laws, and there are always consequences. Last winter, five went on a quest to save Artemis. Only three came back. Think on that. Three is a sacred number. There are three freights, three furries, three Olympian Sons of Kronos. It is only a strong number that stands against many dangers. Four, this is risky. Ambeth took a deep breath. I know, but we have to. Please... I could tell Chiron didn't like it. Quintus was studying us like he was trying to decide which one of us would come back alive. Chiron sighed. Very well. Very well, let us adjourn. The members of the quest must prepare themselves. Tomorrow at dawn, we'll send you into the labyrinth. Quintus pulled me aside as the council was breaking up. I have a bad feeling about this, he told me. This is Larry came over. Wagging her tail happily. She dropped her shield. She dropped sh- her shield at my feet, and I threw it for her. Quintus waited, watched her romp off after it. I remembered what Juniper had said about him scouting the maze. I didn't trust him, but when he looked at me, I saw real concern in his eyes. I don't like the idea of you going down there, he said. Any of you, but if you must, I want you to remember something. Labyrinth exists to fool you. It will distract you. That's dangerous for half-bloods. We're easily distracted. You've been in there? Long ago. His voice was ragged. I barely escaped with my life. Most who enter aren't that lucky. He gripped my shoulder. Percy, keep your mind on what matters most. If you can do that, you might find the way. And hey, in here, I want you to, I want to give you something. He handed me a silver tube. It was so cold I almost dropped it. A whistle? I asked. A dog whistle, Quintus said, for Mrs. O'Leary. Um, thanks, but how will it work in the maze? I'm not a hundred percent sure it will. But Mrs. O'Leary is a hellhound. She can appear when called, no matter how far away she is. I'd feel better knowing you had this. If you really need help, use it. But be careful. The whistle is made of Stygian ice. What ice? From the river Styx. Very hard to craft. Very delicate. It cannot melt, but it'll shatter when you blow it. When you blow it, so you can only use it once. I thought about Luke, my old enemy. Right before I'd gone on my first quest, Luke had given me a gift too. Magical that had, shoes that had been designed to drag me to my death. Quintus seemed so nice, so concerned. Mrs. O'Leary liked him, which had to count for something. She dropped the slimy shield at my feet and barked excitedly. I felt ashamed that I could think something mistrusting about Quintus. But then again, I trusted Luke once. Thanks, I told Quintus. I slipped the freezing whistle into my pocket, promised myself... I would never use it, and dashed off to find Annabeth. As long as I'd been at camp, I'd never seen been inside the Athena cabin. It was a silvery building, nothing fancy, with plain white curtains and a carved stone owl on the doorway. The owl's onyx seemed to follow me as I walked closer. Hello? I called inside. Nobody answered. I stepped in and caught my breath. The place was a workshop for brainiac kids. The bunks were pushed aside... Against one wall, if his sleeping didn't matter very much, most of the room was filled with workbenches and tables and sets of tools and weapons. The back of the back of the room was a huge library, library crammed with old scrolls and leather-bound books and paperbacks. There was an architect's draw, draw it, drawting, t- drawing table. With a bunch of rulers and protectors, and some 3D models of a building. Huge old war maps were plastered to the ceiling, sets of armor hung around the windows, their bronze plates glin- glinting in the sun. Annabeth stood in the back of the room, riffling through old scrolls. "'Knock, knock,' I said. She's turned with a start. "'Oh, hi. Didn't see you.' "'You okay?' She frowned at the scroll within her hands, just trying to do some research, Daedalus's labyrinth is so huge. None of the stories agree about anything, that maps just lead from nowhere to nowhere. Thought about what Quintus had said, how the maze tries to distract you. I wondered if Annabeth knew it, uh, that already. We'll figure it out, I promise. Her hair had come loose and was hanging in tangled blonde cur- curtain all around her face. Her grey eyes looked almost black. I've wanted to lead a quest ever since I was seven, she said. You're gonna be awesome. She looked at me gratefully, but then she stared down at the, all the books, the scrolls she'd put from the shelves. I'm worried, Percy. Maybe I should have asked you to do this. I shouldn't have asked you to do this. Or Tyson or Grover. But hey, we're friends. We'd miss you. We wouldn't miss it. But she stopped herself. What is it? I asked. The prophecy? I'm sure it's fine, she said in a small voice. What was the last line? And she did something that really surprised me. She blinked back tears and put her out of her arms. I stepped forward and hugged her. Butterfly started turning my stomach into a mosh pit. Hey, it's it's okay. I patted her back. I was aware of everything in the room. I felt like I could read the tiniest print on any book on the shelves. And Beth's hair smelled like lemon soap. She was shivering. Karen might be back. Might Karen might be right, she muttered. I'm breaking the rules, but I don't know what else to do. I need you three. It just feels right. Don't worry about it. I managed. We've all had plenty of problems before, and we solved them. This is different. I don't want anything to happen to to any of you. Behind me, some, somebody cleared his throat. It was one of Annabeth's half-sisters, Malcolm. half brother. sorry. Malcolm. His face was bright red. Um, sorry, he said. Archery practice is starting, Annabeth. Karen said to come find you. I stepped away from Annabeth. We were just looking at maps, I said stupidly. Malcolm stared at me. Okay. Tell Karen I'll be right there, Annabeth said, and Malcolm left in a hurry. Annabeth rubbed her eyes. Go, you go ahead, Percy. I'd better get ready for archery. I nodded, feeling more confused than I ever had in my life. I wanted to run from the cabin, but then I didn't. Annabeth, I said, about your prophecy, line about the hero's last breath. Wondering which hero? I don't know. Something else. I was thinking the the last line usually rhymes with the one before. Was it something about... Did it end in the word death? Annabeth stared down at the scrolls. You'd better go, Percy. Get ready for the quest. I'll I'll see you in the morning. I left her there, staring at maps that led from nowhere to nowhere. But I I couldn't shake the feeling that one of us wasn't going to come back from this quest alive. And that was uh, chapter four. I hope you had a good time listening to me read this chapter and... Once again, thank you so 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 much for one and a half thousand downloads. That is um, insane. Also, does any of you that might have to do with Greek actually, uh, like ancient Greek, how, their language? What am I saying? Um, does any of you know why it says K? Oh, that's that's from Roman. Actually, that's from Latin. Actually, because kilo thousand. Never mind. Sorry. Bye. Hope you had a good time listening. I already said, bye.